This is Jade. This is Carly. And this is Mommy's Tell All. Hey, this is Evan. This is Carly. That's how we're going to start this one. Oh. Jade right now is in <laughs> Italy, so we're just... We're actually sitting in a closet right now. I question her commitment if she can't do this from Italy. Isn't Come on, she it's so three in the morning right for growing up. She is on a train right now going from Rome to the coast. Oh my God, the Amalfi Coast. Doesn't that sound amazing? Oh my goodness. Have I'm, you told people where we're going on for your baby moon? No, I haven't. I just need to talk a little bit more about where Jade is. Oh, because yeah, today. I just saw a picture of her and Emmy and they were standing in front of the Coliseum and it was so cute. Oh my God. And I just like, Emmy will be able to like look back on these pictures. I mean, she's not going to remember it obviously because she's too young, but we also take our kids to Disney World and they're not going to remember it and that's also okay. Yeah, but we have the picture. And the picture, she's going to be like, mom, this is so cool. Yeah. They're cool parents. Yeah. I just saw, I think Jade commented on her post and she's like, uh, Emmy's exactly how I you know, thought she'd be in my vision or like, you know, in my mind. And it's like, Jade like is such in a, awe of everything. She's such a sweet, sweet soul, man. She's a special one. I know she is the best. I'm glad you guys are friends. I am too. We wouldn't be sitting here and talking if Jade and I weren't friends. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so anyway, also about, yeah, our baby moon, Evan, we're having another baby. Oh my gosh. Have we announced that yet? <laughs> <laughs> we did announce that. Oh. I mean, you weren't here for it, but we did announce it. How do you feel? You're going to have five kids. Yeah. I, you know, I'm One, like, that's like a whole hand or a foot. I'm really excited that it's a, oh, or two arms, a legs kidding. and a head or two arms, a legs and a penis I'm, because we're talking about that today. you know right now i'm super focused on the gender reveal like i'm like oh yeah planning this you know it has to be it's probably my last i shouldn't say that but it's probably we're planning on it being the, the last. end of the line for i don't think that we need our six. children no but <laughs> but like my gender reveal i'm like really putting a lot of effort into it and i just it's 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 taking some some time to, to set up so i'm, I, I, I'm letting so evan and i we actually know, we know what it is, dun, you guys. Dun, dun. Actually, Jade knows too. What? But oh my god! Um, so I've let Evan be in charge of this gender reveal. That's almost gotten like too big to handle. But I'm not handling any of it because he is just he is rolling with it. I wanted to blow up a porta potty. She said no. Isn't that gross? That's Why would we want to do that? How no. fun is that? That is so gross. I love it. So now um, I'm trying to make it like as big and epic as possible. I know. And it could all fall apart and we do just a pinata again, but I'm just I'm I'm trying really hard to make it special. You and- guys, last time with Bella when we hit the pinata, my phone died. When I was trying to <laughs> yeah, Instagram that's right. it. That's right. That's right. Like, there's no bigger ultimate fail <laughs> than being on Instagram and being like, here's the gender revi- <laughs> And then my phone just dies. Luckily, Walls was there and he was living. There was no Instagram less than seven living. influencers there taking video that But have how that funny. Progress. We can't have that happen this time. I'm going to be fully charged. Yeah, I'm probably going to bring in a crew. A crew? <laughs> a crew of... <laughs> What does that even mean? Like a camera crew? You're bringing it in a camera crew? No, that's too crew. much, isn't it? That's too I, much. Evan, you're going like really hard on I know, this. I know. I can't. I just have, I keep... I feel like this little this little child is the last one and like needs to be special, right? Like yeah. I, don't, I don't want this little person to, you know, feel like they didn't get the a giant gender reveal and, you know... <laughs> 
whatever so uh, yeah but then this little person is going to be like oh yeah bella mine was this and yours was a pinata yeah well which maybe isn't nice maybe she'll deserve it i feel like she's gonna bella will be like well mine had more views or something (laughs) they're gonna fight but it's gonna be great um i can't wait so we're having a baby what else is going on in your life? Oh gosh, I've got uh, some new ventures I'm working on that I'm really excited about. Are you keeping about. them secret right now? Yeah, mostly to make myself feel special. Can you leave special. a, oh wait, what does Taylor Swift call them? Oh gosh. Easter eggs. Yes. Yeah. How did you know that? Because I love Taylor Swift. Oh my God. I was watching Ellen <laughs> and then she was being interviewed and I was like, what is this Easter egg? Can you leave an Easter egg? Yeah. Well, I, I will say this, that if it all goes well, I actually will have it, uh, it, the, the thing that I always promote on my Instagram that I don't know that's coming out in 2053 could oh, could be a reality. Could, actually, you're totally right. That's very interesting. This, I like your if egg. this thing works out. So, and all these people are like, "Haha, this is so funny." I would actually get it, and I like would probably give it for like 49 cents or something. Like, I'd have to do something to where like it's like major discount. Yeah, like, for the people that have been supporting you the, the whole time. Send me a screenshot of the comment from the last three years of your support and you get this yes. for 50 cents. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's also talk about something else that's happening in this world. Mm, the that bachelorette you yeah you love the bachelorette in this, i love it so much i know when you guys it, we really are going to get to our guest i promise and we will talk about what we're going to talk about but just for right now we have to talk about the things that we love yeah so the, i love hannah she reminds me of taylor swift she's fantastic she's fan i can't it just pisses me off how people are so mean why are you they know, mean you know like online i was like Ew, i don't want her she's awkward yeah but and now she's they all love fantastic. her fantastic i know i just wish people would be I don't know. They they have to get out their angst somehow. I guess that's a, a better way than taking it out. Listen, on... we got the hate. Yeah, yeah. Because the hate is gonna hate. You know, so hate I, I was talking to Cam. Hate. I was like, Cam. Oh God, dude, just like you know, <laughs> just, just casually. What? I was just talking to Cam well, the other day. I feel day. you know everyone is hating on Cam, and uh, I think I think but he deserves some of it, and whatever. Like I deserve some of it when I got my when I was like acting creepy and stuff, which fine, whatever. But like, you were not acting the creepy level that he was acting. Well, though. you could argue, but you know, like, I <laughs> uh, just, I just wish I could impart to these guys that like, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It goes away. Like it's, it's like, have fun with it and like even embrace the pain. Cause it hurts. It really, really, really hurts. It it's really like, does. It's I like, was hated on too. You take so much of it personally and you try not to, and you pretend like you don't, but like, it's just like, you have to keep up this you know, this wall that shields you from this overwhelming surge of people coming at you. And um, I feel like you can really learn a lot from from that and you can actually learn about yourself. And I, I feel like I did that, took those lessons and brought them into paradise. And I was like, oh, guess what? I actually don't really care what people think. And because that's one of my things. It's like, I, I really want people to like me. And um, paradise was one of those places where I was like, I don't care. And I got the girl. So it was, it was a cool learning, learning edge. My brother, Zach Waddell, who was number four on Desiree season because he got kicked off after they met our family. Some <laughs> of you don't know that my brother was on the bachelorette and that's the only that's reason so I was weird. on the show, but he just wrote this very interesting article, oh, so which is good. on my Twitter. Um, I'll share it again, but about like love on the bachelorette versus love in real life and the things that he learned on the show mm. 
I don't know. It was really interesting. Zach is a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man. And he, it was a, he's a beautiful author, writer. Yeah, he's a great writer. I love yeah. him so much. Sometimes him he writes Elizabeth things too. and he's so smart. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying, but I did understand this one. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a real, real special guy. He's and a gem. Grateful for him. One thing I love about Hannah is that, um, like with, with the Luke, uh, she she really is t- she tells people what she wants from them she says listen this is what you're doing or you're not doing and i don't like it and i need more of it or i need less of it and i need it to change or it's not going to happen but she's also like nice about it she's like stern but like nice and like you have to do that in relationships anyway or your relationship's going to fail yeah no, she's the perfect example of a strong Southern woman. Like, that's, like, yes. so cool. She I love She communicates that. so well. Yep. She even, with Cam, she was like, listen, this is skeezy and sneaky and snaky, and I don't like it. And, I mean, I'm not sure what he, Cam was saying, but, like, she she tells it like it is. I like it. Yeah. I like her direction she's going. Who do you like on this season? Who, oh, my God. I love my Nashville boy, Jed. I love Jed. I need to DM him and be like, dude, let's, let's be hang out. With okay, Jed. let's hang out with Jed. I, okay. hope, I hope he goes really far. I think he's bachelor material. I think they'd oh, be yes. fantastic together if they end you know up together. You know what, though? I feel like they have a lot of good bachelor people right There's, now. This is like the best cast of guys. I know. Since she like, since really like Jared, lucked out. Since like Jared and... Yes, Caitlin uh, season. Caitlin season. Like yes. that was a solid group of guys. Yeah. This is like probably... Okay, we... The second. Maybe it tops that. I will I know, see. I'm not saying Only that. time will tell. Um, okay, so we like Jed. We like... Peter the pilot. Peter. Oh what my a God. little Also cutie. a fantastic bachelor candidate. Yes. Oh, man. Wait, and we like... Connor is his name Connor? Connor. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I he's like, great. He's I great. Really, I like Connor. None he of these left guys notes. are. None of these guys are he bad. No, except for except for like there's only just a couple of bad apples. But like the other, like it's really really weird. I don't know. I guess we'll find out more later. But I this you this is crazy. You guys, this is the first season in so many seasons that I am not doing spoilers. Oh I don't know God. if I can make it all the way, but right now I have no idea I don't either. who she picks. Yeah. <gasps> I would love it if it was Jet. She, you know, she said, I think yeah, then she last moved week, here. she was like, wanted to move to Nashville. I was like, yeah, come I mean, on, girl. that'd be amazing because then we could be friends. Cause I really, I want to be friends with her. I haven't like really wanted to be friends with like lots of the bachelorettes, but I want to be her friend. Yeah. Yeah. Nashville's hemorrhaging bachelor people too. We're like, we lost Wells. There's a fly in this closet, by the way, and it's driving me freaking nuts. Well, it's because you had to choose those flowers. Okay, whatever. Yeah, Carly bought these. I put flowers in our basket at the store, and she's like, no, those are ugly. I'm going to put these flowers. And she put these other flowers in, and guess what? They are a fly nest. But they look great. I had to throw them away. Anyway. They did look great. I digress. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, Okay, so you guys. Most of you know, as on The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise, Evan was uh, introduced as the erectile dysfunction guy. Yeah, that's right. Not that he had it, because, by the way, I've been pregnant twice, and he definitely doesn't, because we didn't try either time. <laughs> Just happened. Without Jade being here, I was like, listen, Evan, let's talk about guy stuff. Yeah. And then, what is more guy than the penis? So, today we're going to talk about the penis and erectile dysfunction about men's health issues because we you guys we obviously talk about girl stuff all the time and i feel like it's almost a taboo topic the penis and it shouldn't be because like 
that's what makes us pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like we love the penis. Yeah. We need the penis and we need it to work, you know? And I just feel like no one talks about it and people shy away from the conversation. So this conversation, we actually have a PA on that's going to talk to us about erectile dysfunction, about, um, about the penis. Yeah. In general, her name is Wesley Weinbrenner. Wesley Weinbrenner. And she will be joining us shortly um, with all of mostly my questions answered <laughs> and some uh, questions from online. What's interesting about this topic is usually when I, when Jade or I say, hey, here's who we're having on today, give us some questions. Or like, no, mostly people send us a lot of questions. And this time, People really didn't. And again, I think it's just because people don't know what to ask and they don't know what's okay to talk about. And they don't, it's almost like a scary, treacherous subject. Mm -hmm. It makes people uncomfortable. Like Evan, do you remember when I introduced you to my family, that first meal? Oh my God. I was like, yeah, he owns erectile dysfunction clinics. And by the way, Evan is not a doctor. He's not a specialist. He owns erectile dysfunction clinics. Not Um, anymore. Well, not anymore. He owns one. But um, he did at the time own a lot. And it was, uh, for me, just almost a very awkward conversation. But between my brothers and my dad, a very interesting topic of conversation at the dinner table because they (laughs) wanted to know everything about everything. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I don't shy away from it. It's a, honestly, it's a very interesting conversation we actually already talked to her and we're doing this a little backwards so when we introduce her but the conversation is really interesting it's also coming from a woman and a woman's perspective and she's treated thousands of patients yeah thousands yeah so uh we we know her uh because evan uh used to know her yeah i know we worked together for five years so yeah so there you go Yep, she's she's um, fantastic. I can't wait for y'all to meet her. I know she's she's so cool, Evan. How I asked this question to her as well, but how did you get into erectile dysfunction at all? Like you don't have it. Like how did you get into it? I became an EMT basically like right out of high school. I just went straight into EMT school and uh, rode around on ambulances all day. And I it, bet you were really cute. I think that. I had I wore glasses at the time. And it was funny, and uh, I loved it. There's, I mean, there's nothing better than going driving an ambulance with the lights and sirens on and making everyone move to the side. You like, felt really powerful. It's huh? one of the most powerful feelings. I wish everybody could experience it because you're just like, yeah, what's up? I'm going to help someone. You know, an EMT is hard work and late nights, and it it really wears on your soul. I think the average EMT lasts five years. And this is when you were married. Yeah, so I was I became an EMT when I turned 18. Like I was 18. I was in school when I was 17 because I graduated early and then became an EMT 18 and then um uh became then did that for a while until I was basically like I got to get off the I got to get off the um ambulance. It's just, you know, taking its toll. Gotcha. And I literally just uh uh found found Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I went to, I, I looked for an, I found an employment ad and um, walked in this clinic and this guy had a rubber penis on the desk. Wow. I, I'm not kidding. And I was like, looked and I'm like, what did I just do? Is this oh some sort my of a, God. What did the ad say though? Uh, unique, 
niche medical clinic Stop. seeking EMT for medical office work and I was nine to five. I was oh like nine gosh. to five. I'm like, oh my God, a nine to five. Yes, let's do it. So I show up and this guy's like, it's an erectile dysfunction clinic. I was like, okay. Did you know anything about erectile dysfunction at that point? No, no. That was like before it was popular, you know, like before there was all those ads and before stuff. Before people talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is nuts. But like it was a nine to five job. So mm -hmm. I took it and then that clinic ended up getting sold and um, I, w I was out of a job for a little bit. So mm. I... Um, I ended up like I, I, the, it was, it's like the most rewarding thing you can do is helping the, you know, these guys be able to be intimate with their partners again. It's like a beautiful, um, thing that happens physically and mentally and emotionally for both, uh, the man and the woman or, you know, a guy and his partner. Like there's just so much that's, that goes into sex, the, you know, our sexual nature and, um, and so I just really enjoyed helping these guys get through, um, get through that stuff. So I was like, I want to stay in this, this business. So I, I, uh, you know, flew out to this place in LA and I was like, I'm going to get another job as doing this. And I used all my Marriott points and why um, LA? Uh, cause that's where like the main headquarters for oh, this, this gotcha. place was. And you know, it's, it was sort of the best in the business sort of thing. So I flew out there and, um, Use South. I actually borrowed Southwest points, um, and then well, it was a gift. And then used the last of my Marriott points, and I camped out on the clinic's porch for five days. And I was like, "Give me a job. I'll be amazing. I'll be amazing. I'll be amazing." Five days. You sat there for five days. Five no one would talk days. to you. Well, they were like, "Yeah, come back. They're busy." And I was like, "I'll just wait out here." Oh my gosh! It's like one of those classic stories. My grandfather did that. That's yeah. how he got a job. Yeah, and so I'd sit there for. A You're my grandpa. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sit there like eight, all the whole day, but I sat there for like a few hours, and then finally I was like, "Look, hey, I'll just. I'm here. I'll just. I'll work. Let me show you what I can do." And wow. they're like, "Okay." So they threw. They threw some. I, I threw some scrubs on and jumped in there and like, oh, okay, you you know you know the, uh, you know you can draw some blood and you can do all this stuff. So I was like, yeah, great. And then um, and then they ended up opening a clinic in Nashville and uh, because I, you were there. Yeah. Well, no, no, there was, they just were going to do there it. There was a division. They had one in Nashville. Oh. And so I, I didn't, I, I actually didn't get the job that day or when I was in LA, I, f I finally ran out of money and went home and I was like, and they're like, we'll call you. You're great. Oh gosh. That's scary. And a couple of weeks later I got the call. That's amazing. And I was like, Hey, can you come help us? And I was like, Oh my God. Yes. This is amazing. So I, it was really a passion thing. And I really wanted to make, make the business and the, the medical side of it better you know like i don't know i felt like my, my goal was always to make it sort of acceptable in the medical community it's not really like an erectile dysfunction clinic isn't like the most i don't know they they don't they're not looked upon favorably necessarily and i just always wanted to be like let's make this the best it can be and like get you know urologists and do you know have it have it be right so that was always my goal and you know we accomplished some of that and you know there's it's so hard starting a business and eventually so uh I, a, doc, a doctor was like hey let's let's open one on our own i was like okay great and so we we did that and uh so your job was like to find the doctors and find the space and find the pas and find the yeah yeah so people and so at, fir at first i was just drawing blood and drawing a medication and um you know doing all all the sort of the medical assistant stuff mm. um and then it's transitioned to um I let my 
my EMT license lapse, which I'm so pissed about. I wish I could go jump on an ambulance once in a while. It'd be so fun. I mean, you can always go yeah, I'd try to get it back. back to school. And so, uh, I, uh, yeah, so, so, um, I let that lapse and then I ended up just kind of doing the business side and, and yeah, finding the spaces, hiring the doctors and, um, you know, doing some, some of the administrative stuff. And it's, I mean, it's, it's been yeah, almost a decade, over a decade doing, doing that space. And I'm really so proud of all the, the people that we've helped. So would you say it's a very rewarding place to be? Look, it, it has its ups and downs. It's a hard business. Um, you know, you just kind of have to push a through hard business. Um, you know, you just keep pushing and anyway, I just keep pushing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> um, well, cool. That's, a, that's a, something not many people know. Yeah. I, I actually, it's just, it's sort of weird to talk about because I got so much, Why? Cry, you know, I, when I went on the bachelor, I, I begged them not to make that my, my, uh, oh Chiron. come on! I you had them. to know. Nope. No, I begged them. I was like, what "Please." Were, what did you want it to be? I was like, "Can you just put business manager?" Oh, and they're like, well, "Oh, don't worry yeah, about it. Don't worry about exciting. it." Erectile dysfunction specialist, and I was like, I was mortified. Right? Like, it, it was, it was like, oh my, because people just made so much fun of me, and I'm, I was so proud of it too. That's, that's the bummer. It's like such a proud thing, and then to be made, made fun of for it was, was really tough. But um, but I feel like you know, and then you know, once you go on TV, everyone like was like what is going on with these clinics? And it's like right. a whole nother level of exposure that, that made it tough. So, well, you've helped a lot of people. Yeah. I've helped I, a lot of couples. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm proud of that. Yeah. I'm proud of the, the work that the clinics have done. And we would not have Wesley with us today. No. Were it not for you. Yeah. So let's, um, that was very interesting by the way, even things I didn't know before. Really? I know now. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take a short break. And then when we get back, we're going to delve into all these uh, penis questions that I have. I'm so interested about. I'm so interested. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to know so much more after this. And I'm just going to, I don't know. Yeah. We're, you know, it, it's easy to make jokes about this, but like, oh, definitely want to like, you know, be respectful. And, you know, it's, it's tough to deal well, with. Well, people so. make jokes about the penis because... They feel uncomfortable. Of course, yeah. Yeah, but it's not uncomfortable. It's a part of your body. Yeah. Like, it's it's sad that, uh, anyway. Yeah. It, it makes me sad that this is a taboo topic because it shouldn't be. Right. All right, when we get back, let's talk to Wesley. And now it's time for our segment, Jade and Carly pay for Emmy and Bella's college education. So everyone has that family member who always tells the best stories. I mean, my grandpa Lou told the best stories, like what it's like when there's no internet or the story of how your family came to America or some great story from college, how my grandfather used to walk through, you know, <laughs> what 15 miles of snow to get to school. 15 miles right? of snow. He really did. Everyone's grandpa has that story, but it ne it's so good. And there's a new way to preserve these narratives so future generations can enjoy them and bring families together every week as they get to know each other better. It's called StoryWorth, and it was founded by a guy who wanted his dad to record his amazing stories. And the family enjoyed this process so much that they launched in April of 2013 so that families around the world could share in this gift as well. StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories with weekly emailed story prompts, you know the questions you never thought to ask. 
So here's how it works. You purchase a subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends them an email with a question about their life. They simply reply to this email with their story. All stories are private and only shared with the family members that you choose. And after a year, their stories will be bound into a beautiful keepsake book. And this whole process is so cool. You get one year of weekly story prompts. They write stories and upload photos by email on the web or in the app. And you can invite an unlimited number of people to receive the stories, plus save and edit the stories on storyworth.com. And the data is totally private and secure, and you control who in the family can read them. Then at the end of the year, you get this awesome hardcover printed book with up to 480 pages. 480 pages? Wow. That's That's, a lot. That's really cool. I'm actually, because Father's Day is coming up, I really want to give this gift to my grandpa because, like your grandpa, he loves telling stories. He's written so many of his own stories already, but I'd love to hear another perspective from the StoryWorth side. So I'm giving it to my grandpa, and you guys can give it to a loved one, too. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com slash mommies when you subscribe. That's StoryWorth.com slash mommies. Prenatal gummy vitamins are taking off, but perfect prenatal multivitamin from New Chapter is better for you. There's no sugar, no gelatin, with pure whole food fermented ingredients for you and your growing miracle. Plus, this complete prenatal vitamin harnesses the power of fermentation, meaning it's easily digestible and gentle even on an empty stomach, which is huge, and unlocks each nutrient to make them better absorbed. So you both get the most out of your prenatal multivitamin. I actually use new chapter prenatal vitamins, and so I'm super excited that they're sponsoring our podcast, by the way. Moms love that perfect prenatal multivitamin from new chapter because it's fermented, so it's better absorbed by the body. Perfect Prenatal incorporates targeted nutrients for healthy pregnancy and fetal development, including fermented folate to help support healthy birth weight and development of the baby's brain and spinal cord. These multivitamins are formulated with the most active form of folate, methylfolate, which is really good. Perfect Prenatal also provides fermented B vitamins that help your body naturally produce energy, and their improved formula also delivers a clinical dose of organic ginger to soothe nausea to related pregnancy, like morning sickness. Perfect prenatal multivitamin for new chapter is made differently. It's easily digestible because it's fermented with clinically studied beneficial probiotics and whole foods, and it's gentle enough to take any time, even on an empty stomach. This product is fermented for better nutrient absorption. It's non-GMO, project verified, 100% vegetarian, certified gluten-free, and has no added sugar or sweeteners, unlike prenatal gummy. Find a new chapter at the Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, or your local health food store. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We're so excited to partner with a company founded by the beautiful Kate Hudson, who I'm obsessed with, called Fabletics. Fabletics is a fashion-focused activewear brand with a mission to empower women by making a healthy, active lifestyle accessible to everyone because it's at an exceptional price point. No matter if you're ready to zen out in hot yoga or crush it in CrossFit or simply take a stroll in the park, which I do frequently, Fabletics has you covered and carries gym wear suitable for any type of workout. Fabletics is your one-stop shop for affordable gym wear and 
All of their designs are created in-house. Trust us, you seriously can't find these pieces anywhere else. Fabletics is offering our listeners an incredible deal you don't want to miss. Get two leggings for only $24. That's a $99 value when you sign up for a VIP. Just go to fabletics.com slash mommies to take advantage of this deal now. That's fabletics.com slash mommies to get two leggings for only $24. You also get free shipping on orders over $49. International shipping is available and there's absolutely no commitment when you purchase your first order. Just go to fabletics.com slash mommies. Also make sure you enter your email address when you take the style quiz and you'll receive exclusive discounts and the inside scoop about new collections that haven't been released yet. So go to fabletics.com slash mommies. Again, fabletics.com slash mommies. Terms and conditions do apply. I guess first question, um... I wanted to ask you is how did you end up being uh, in this field as a woman? Right. Well, it was a total accident, but a pleasant surprise <laughs> that I loved it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I was just filling in, doing temporary work um, with a group of women I worked with and not as many of the girls liked the job as much as I did. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I kind of um, took, you know, the time that they needed me to fill in when the doctor was gone um, more than the other girls did and ended up really liking it. I felt like I was truly helping these guys and there was a need to like sit in the room and talk and listen, whereas the doctor was kind of in and out in about two seconds. And, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, did you find it at first ever like intimidating or like scary? I get and maybe it's my background, but as a woman, like talking about a penis is somewhat like taboo. Did you ever I know you're a medical professional and that's not it's such a different thing. But did you ever find like when you first walked into a room saying like, "Okay, how can I help you with your penis was like scary? Right. Well, I figured it out quickly, you know, how to do it in the professional manner that we should. And it's just another body part. And it turned out to be no big deal. I didn't feel like it was a big deal. So I hope that they felt that some people, you know, I'm in the South. Some people didn't love it ever, but some people (laughs) were totally cool by the time our you know, visit was over and they felt relieved and everything was good. You know, most of the time that was the case. So, you know, sometimes the older generation was very tough. Mm -hmm you get them to talk. So, yeah, I can imagine. So, yeah. I mean, that would be difficult. Having worked with Wesley for years, I just, you know, your bedside manner is so amazing. And well, thank you, Evan. It's, it was, it was not hard. It was easy and fun and it just came, you know, it was, wasn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no. I, I thought you did a fantastic job. I mean, guys, guys loved you and they, you know, that felt like it was a great, um, yeah, you know, it was it was really sort of a great fit. So, I guess you well, know one of my first questions is, you know, how did you sort of like talk about it from your perspective? Because you know, obviously, I, usually it's guys talking about it or whatever. But like, how did you, um, you know, sort of approach it? Right. Well, I would go in the room, and you know, I would go over the medical history first, which is what we're taught to do when you first walk in a room. We have a list of information. We need to make sure we know about the patient. Answer those questions first. And then, you know, I would never really make them say, why are they here? You know, because that puts them on the spot, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I would get all the information I needed and then 
sometimes I would just feel them out whether they were embarrassed or not. And then I would just say, you know, this is nothing to be embarrassed about. We all have body parts that don't work right, me included, you know, and <laughs> mm-hmm. things like that. Um, it, was, it was easy. Um, I mean, a lot of them just needed to unload, too. They would just literally talk without me having to ask. You know, and I would get the details in a way that, um, I don't know, I can't even say. It would just flow, you know, just like I can't say right now. It just, it would happen. Um Maybe I'm not answering your question exactly. No, that's great. Okay, so a little on the medical side of things. First off, uh, I, I feel like I, I feel so comfortable talking to you, and, and I can tell that I those men would feel the same way because you are very easily you're very approachable and very easy to talk to. Um, for those who don't know a lot about erectile dysfunction, what what exactly? is it that's happening in the male body part? Well, most of the time it's vascular causes, you know, the blood vessels. You know, we have a lot of diabetic patients over time. The blood vessels are damaged by too much Mm. sugar, glucose in the blood. And that was, I think that was our most common patient. Okay. Um, We had so many with hypertension, same thing, damage to the small blood vessels. You know, starting in the 40s, we would get, you know, definitely guys in the 30s still had, that happening if they were diabetic or high blood pressure. When does erectile dysfunction normal? Well, not normally start, but when can it start? When is the most common time it starts? Right. If they're a healthy person and you know none of these medical issues, my opinion, just after seeing all these many patients, I think it kind of starts in the 40s, but it depends on your lifestyle factor in your 40s, whether it's going to affect you or not, in my opinion. But but see, we only see the bad guys. So there are genetically blessed men, I think, who do fine up until their 60s. Hmm. Wow. Evan, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Well, I remember I have the funny story is I remember this kid coming in. He was 17 years old and he came in with his mother. Do you remember that? I don't know if that was your patient or not, but... <gasps> She, oh yeah okay she, well we need to do the good stories yeah, yeah. Um, she was like my son no, my son come in what <laughs> she was like my son's going off to college and he, oh he has erectile dysfunction and i want to i want to get him treatment and uh you're exactly right well that was what we call psychogenic most likely right, right exactly um, yes and so yeah a lot of times we would just get these guys over the hump I would give them a pep talk. We would give them you know, some medication to help them get past the nerves of what's going on. Mm. And that would really help. Yeah, we had guys definitely in the 20s all the time with this problem. And just some guys seek treatment and some guys don't, you know. So yeah. sometimes they didn't really have to come in at that age. They probably would have gotten over it, you know, when their anxiety levels calm down. But some come in and some don't at that age. Yeah, right? exactly. I, th- um, I think I read an article where it's like only 10% of guys that have ED actually get treatment. And it's like right. astounding exactly. to think about. I think yeah. that's probably changing. And now that it's so, uh, you know, Viagra and Cialis are so prevalent. There's so much advertising for that kind of stuff. Um, right, but, and I, right. And I hope it does because I just, I, I hate that there's such a <laughs> stigma around it. You know, it's just not that big of a deal. Right. It's really not. We all stutter with certain issues at some point and that included yeah, that was so right. This guy's dad was paying for it. That's right. We, that wasn't the most common patient. No. <laughs> That's <laughs> very, I can't believe One 17. was in medical school, actually. But of course, he's going to seek treatment because he knows there's going to be a medication that might can help, right? Exactly. 
Um, and another guy who came in with his mother. I remember that. An older guy that came in with his mother once. <laughs> the, the norm. Do yeah. uh, men come in with their significant others or their wives often? That I'm so glad you asked that. I loved when they would bring the women. We would get so much more accomplished in that room. It was crazy. Wow, <laughs> I bet. Because they've already oh opened God. up and yeah. talked right. to them, someone about it. I would have to squeeze information out of these guys. But if the woman was in the room, he would just let it out because he couldn't, you know, he had to. I was praising them when they would bring their wives in or girlfriends or whoever. It was great. Yeah. It worked so much better, I think, all around. Yeah. So. Uh, those were some of the most touching moments, too. Those emotional, yes. like, yes. oh, my gosh, we can have this intimacy again. And yeah. we can, yeah. we can and it's, a lot of them that. have kind of given up and they're like, we're just mm -hmm. trying this as a last ditch effort. And then like, you know, they yeah. come back and be like, our marriage is totally different. That's you guys amazing. are the best. We were at the clinic. We used to get, you know, racks of ribs and all kinds yes. of, you know, they would just send us gifts all the time. And That's awesome. It was so special. It's such a, right. Well, I talk to them on the phone sometimes, just the wives later on, you know, that was always nice to keep in touch a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of times the, the wives think that it's their fault, right? Like, Oh, you're you so right about that. Yeah. You, you're stirring my brain now. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, the women often think they're not attractive. That's the most common thing. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, that's not the case usually. I mean, yeah, we all get bored with each other after a little while, probably. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, right. um, yeah, it was mostly the men would just clam up and not want to talk about it. And the woman didn't know what was going on in his right. mind. Right. He was just shy about it. Right. So. And I'm sure it just makes it a thousand times worse the more you don't talk about it because then it becomes mm -hmm. like a secret and shameful right. in a way. And, and it's not shameful. It's treatable. Right. Uh, speaking of treatable, what are the treatments for? Sure. Are, does it vary? I guess is also a question <laughs> before that is does erectile dysfunction vary in like how, I guess, severe it can be? Yeah. Like, sure, do people sure. come in and they're like, I can still, like, have sex, but it's not as hard as it wants. I want it to be. That was the most common complaint right there. Oh, really? Um, Interesting. Yeah, the same firmness and, you know, it's hard to penetrate kind of things. Um, okay. Right. Yeah, there's definitely degrees. So, you know, we had oral medication. Well, there's also, you know, Evan knows all this stuff, too. But, um, you know, there's a pump is like a manual which we weren't really big on because a lot of patients don't like to deal with a pump that literally pulls blood flow into the penis. It's kind of tedious mm -hmm. and frustrating, not romantic. Then, <laughs> you know, medications was what we, <laughs> what we would use most, the oral medications, and then we do injectables. And then our newest treatment was the shockwave treatment, which is kind of like an ultrasound treatment to kind of regenerate new blood flow to the blood vessels in that area. Oh, that's interesting. That thing's really cool. Yeah. Super and cool. it's kind of, some men thought it was painful and some men thought it felt good when they first <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that was interesting. Um, you know, it was kind of like a massage. I don't think it would hurt me. Everybody's pain threshold is different. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, we do have men coming in who are, the wife say, says, if we can't have sex, you know, I'm divorcing you. Mm -hmm. that's yeah. Yeah. Common. And I literally had guys, you know, who couldn't afford the medication, which we hate, and they would leave just devastated because they feel like their woman was leaving them. That was not fun. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
can we talk about the each treatment for a second? Okay, so the you just you can take a pill, and then how, how quickly does the pill work? Right. Well, um, some people are candidates for the oral medication. Some guys are to the point where that wouldn't work good enough. Okay. Most guys without diabetes, without you know heart disease, mostly heart disease and diabetes were the worst two. They could try the medication first. Mm. Um, side effects are an issue when it comes to oral medication, whereas some people do not mind any mild side effects. Some guys hate side effects. So injectables, you avoid systemic side effects because you're injecting medication right in the penis where you don't get um, a few other side effects that aren't as bothersome. And, and with an injectable, does it work like very quickly? Yes, within five to 10 minutes, whereas the oral medication, it can take, eh, we tell them not to eat when they take it. Um, that can also make a difference in the absorption of the medication. Interesting. So anywhere from, you know, every guy would tell me something different. I would always follow up the patients to see how it affected them anywhere from one, you know, 30 minutes to two hours. I think it would kick in for Evan. Would you know, do you agree with that? It was different yeah. depending on the, in my opinion. Sure. And then the pump you, I'm assuming you just pump right before and it just, that it just right. gets it up. Right. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. And some guys just could never kind of work the pump either. You have to get a seal and it was frustrating for some men to, I see. No, men don't have patience. A lot of them. <laughs> they don't. What do you mean? <laughs> Is there anything like, what are some besides these type of treatments? Is there any lifestyle changes people should be doing oh, in order definitely. to prevent maybe, or maybe not treat if it's so bad, but prevent Right. Well, one common problem, in my opinion, is a lot of men just stop using, you know, their penis. <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, if you don't use it, you lose it, in my opinion, in this area. Interesting. So, you know, that's, but that happens as men age, people get sick, their wife can't have sex, you know, or vice versa. And it just over time, it's like exercising a muscle, in my opinion. Um, you know, it kind of forgets what to do. The blood flow doesn't go there unless you're actually using it. Um, exercise can help with that, but you're not specifically exercising that area when you're just working out to get cardiovascular benefits. So, right. Um, what you said, um, just other lifestyle changes, like does, you know, yeah, alcohol or smoking or I mean, you know, anything guys who were, you know, working out, eating right. They needed less medication, most likely mm. if they were having issues. Um, testosterone plays a role in this depending on the age of the patient most of the time, but, and sometimes not the age, just, you know, that's a whole nother subject though. Hormone levels. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It is a whole nother subject, <laughs> but it's also very interesting for another day. Um, don't smoke, you know, heavy alcohol is not going to help all these, you know, these are, I think are common things to know, but there's a couple questions. People, we posted this online. We're like, what questions do you have? Yes. And, sure. um, Let's uh, see. We answered one of them. One of the girls actually did ask that. Sh she said that she feels like it's her. How, how, uh, what would you say to, I mean, mm -hmm. I know you, you were dealing with the people coming in. Is there anything you heard when talking to these couples where maybe the guy said, you know, she encouraged me to come because she said this and maybe they were more willing to come in? Yes. Right. Well, that I felt like that was a big deal. A lot of the men would come 
And I actually kind of found out the guys who came on their own were so much more likely to get better. The guys who were pushed by a woman were not going to get better. And really? a lot of times, yes, like the, you know, that's the demand, like you get this working or not, you know, and yeah, you know, so that I hate that. And then that's they're in their head. Not realizing that that's going to backfire. I, I know another question I had that actually it's just kind of a, it's not off topic, but can you break sure. a penis? Oh yeah, that's right. You can. And oh, and a lot of lately they've been advertising, at least what I've seen, um, a lot of the urologists about Peyronie's disease. That's what it's, it's basically scar tissue built up in the penis from trauma of some sort. Mm. And yes, it can get damaged over time and you don't even notice it. And, you know, small scar tissues can slowly curve the penis one way or the other, depending on where you damage the penis. Um, a lot of men are scared of it. If it's not painful, I don't think it's a problem. If it becomes painful, then it's going to affect you. You can have a curved penis and it may even please your woman better. Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm true. saying? So always a <laughs> think they're trying to you know try to get men in to treat their peyronies when I don't think it's all that important unless they're having pain to treat the peyronies disease which is the curvature of the penis and some men can break it and they'll know they break it some men don't even know they break it when they break it right some a lot of people yeah. describe it as a pop like during oh my like gosh, no way. Uh, during rough sex all of a sudden <gasps> pop and exactly yeah and that is an emergency depending on know what's going on a lot of times you can break it and it's not really an emergency it's just a slow gradual over time thing but if you hear that pop you better do something yeah i know Man. and uh, you know I, seeing guys where like they get where the pop or the break was um where mm -hmm. the sort of the curve stops like they can get an erection up to no way break, but oh, then that's like interesting at, at the right you know well the distal. I was, yeah i was surprised to see that so many more men have a cur curvature than i ever would have guessed and they've had it their whole life, you know, and it never has been a problem. Wow. You see what I'm saying? And, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean broke their penis. It just means little scars over time, I think, have developed. Right. So. What about penis size? I feel like women can do a lot of good to, to for their guys to, uh, or you can really help people understand that, like, you know, porn is not reality, right? And, um, right. you know, right. what, 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 you, what would you... Can you talk to that? Talk about that for a second. Yeah, it blows my mind how many men wanted to come in to have a larger size, and um, I, I don't know why they feel like there was something we could do. But um, yeah, I think um, I, I always had that conversation with most of the guys, and you just you know don't wish for what you don't have. I mean, you can use that, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, I, why do men always want that? I don't know. Um, they just, I guess it's a confidence thing, right? Right. Um, yeah, more is not better all the time. And that was another thing about the medication. A lot of times they wanted to take more and more, but that can mm. lead to worse side effects. You know, if we get the right dose, stick with that and that works. Right. And an average penis isn't like 13 right. inches long, right? Like let's right. just clear no, that. Five inches, right? <laughs> five inches. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, we did have a treatment at one time, Evan, you know, that we used for that, but it wasn't, it was only temporary. Um, that was the platelet rich plasma. Right. And a lot of the older men really liked that temporary treatment because if you haven't used your penis, you know, for 10 years, cause your wife was sick, it does kind of shrivel up 
and you know the tissues don't have oxygen blood flow and if you do use the prp it makes it feel bigger mm-hmm. so mm, interesting um, but we you know it was only a temporary effect for a lot of people yeah so these treatments really are just temporary treatments to let you have sex you can't just like take a pill and then yeah. the next day have a normal erection right, right. okay it's only going to be for a few hours at the most Right, depending on the injectable versus the... Is there any way to get rid of an erection? Like, let's say there's, like, (laughs) an erection that happened that's, like, too long. Has anyone ever come in with that problem? Oh, right. Yeah, that happens um, for sure. Um, We try to avoid that at all costs. Um, Some guys get upset about it. Some guys love it. (laughs) (laughs) We have medication. Um, Sudafed. Sudafed, Sudafed gets rid of an erection? It depends on, we like to inject it because it's faster acting to re-inject into the penis. Wow. Penile injections really don't hurt. You know, a lot of men have to overcome that fear mm. of having an injection in the penis. They are more sensitive when the penis is erect. So when we do the phenylephedrine, they're not happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just for a little while. And then um, hopefully it goes away with one injection. If not, if you have to do an aspiration, which is um, after... You can only do up to like seven phenylephedrine injections. Aspiration is where you literally withdraw the blood that is oh. stuck the penis from being there too long. Ouch. Or, yeah. yeah. How many so. how many uh, cosmetically altered penises have you seen? Oh wow. <gasps> you know, I none. Really? I really never. No, I mm. saw. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, what does that even mean? One tattooed penis. I was shocked. I thought I would see tons of tattoos. Only one, really. He was an older man um, with a tattoo. (laughs) Uh, Tattoos have become more popular. Which, how, what do you mean by cosmetic? Yeah, what do you mean? You know, well, there's one that I don't, we called it the potato penis because he he like injected, I guess it was fat and put it. Oh, okay. Or something. I I don't remember what it was. I mean, we didn't do it, obviously, but like it was. Right. He came in and it was like, there was like a, it looked like kind of a potato shape and it was like sort of lumpy and. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Wrong. Yeah, I have seen. Wait, what uh, would be I the didn't... point of that? What would be the point of doing that? To feel like you're bigger. Oh, to feel like you're bigger. Yeah. But that well, part I doesn't get saw... hard. That's just, yeah. it's just as squishy. Right. <laughs> wow. We did scar tissue from too many injections, actually. Guys who kind of didn't follow directions or uh, some of my patients were older and had been using injections for years and over time you that's one of the side effects of you know the uh, medication if i think he was not using it properly in my opinion the one guy comes to mind right <laughs> you know they follow instructions so Got, um, gotta follow your doctors yeah you do <laughs> evan yeah. do you have any other questions i have one more question but um do you have anything else that you want to add or i guess ask did we did we cover how would you talk to um, your husband about getting him in in a way that's I was going to ask yeah okay. I was going to ask that she, but she was saying yeah. that it's really it's hard because the women who feel like they're pushed okay so how do you become a non-pushy woman and su- mm. and support yeah this happening right. you know what I mean to right. encourage help yeah. without being pushy yeah how do you support well, someone with erectile dysfunction the guy has to come to it on his in it on his own but maybe the woman can help educate him on how erectile dysfunction you know maybe that woman should do her homework if he doesn't want to you know like there's nothing common to be it is 
erectile dysfunction. This is why you might have had it. But a lot of them don't know either. Um, yeah, but if you're, you know, if you're together and you're a team, you guys should be able to. But some guys just have that ego. It's really yeah. hard to get past that. Yeah, just support them. That's all. As much information yeah. as possible. Don't blame. Don't blame. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think it's just so important that that you don't also blame yourself for it. Like right. that's the big, big, big right. pillar of relationship, right? It's like this. Right. And Definitely. I, I had a guy who told me once he was like, I would get in a fight with my wife every night so that I could go sleep on the couch to avoid her trying to. Oh, have sex that with makes me, me want to cry. And only because he couldn't get it up. And that's it's like, so oh, sad. Man. I think I hear stories like that too. That reminds me. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad we're bringing awareness to it. I hope this, I hope women maybe send their guys to listen to this episode too. So then they, they know that they're not alone. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I get people yeah, no. DM oh. me probably at once a week, maybe twice a week about questions. I never answer them because, because, you know, I'm not a well, now you are. medical professional, but we like, are. Well, I yeah. feel like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I feel so sad for some of these stories. It's just like, man, there, there's help. There's hope out there. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. I'm so appreciative. Well, I wished I was, you know, a little better. I'm not good at these things. So oh, no, you were great. so good at this. This is so I great. I, I learned so much. Yay. And I'm excited uh, for women okay. out there to, you know, th- learn about the penis because I feel like I just yeah. feel like it's this taboo topic that right. we talk about right. our vagina all the time on things like this. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we not talking about we should be learning about things like this. This is right. Well, I think they should talk about, it. like you said, guys should talk about it more amongst themselves because they're going to find they're not alone if they do. Right. You know? Absolutely. Definitely. Well, thank you so, so much. Yeah. You're welcome. This is really You're good. Welcome. Thank Thanks you. for inviting me. Oh Definitely. my gosh. Yes. <laughs> and now another installment of Jaden Carly pay for Emmy and Bella's college education. Jade, something is happening to my boobs during this pregnancy. And it's that they're getting really big and they're a different shape and they're a different size. And now I have no bras that fit. I'm I'm down to one bra. Like a sports bra, pretty much. Like the one and that makes you get a uniboob. Yes, the <laughs> uniboob. That's not sexy. It's not attractive. It doesn't make you feel attractive at least. But that's why third love comes in handy because they have their fit finder quiz yes so now you can go online take their quiz and you can get bras that fit you perfectly and over 12 million people have actually taken this quiz to date and it's fun it takes less than a minute and did you know breast shape actually matters when finding a good fit like i didn't know that until i met third love And they have 78 bra sizes with bands ranging from 30 inches to 48 inches and cup sizes double A to I, which is one of the largest ranges in the entire industry. The best thing too is I have a couple third love bras and they are so comfortable. So soft. And the quality is so good. You know, they're going to last forever. It's not a bra you're going to wash and it's going to fall apart. And the straps don't slip, which is nice. And they're tagless labels. So there's no itching. You're not always like adjusting it in the back with your, you, have you ever done that with your bra? Where oh, you're yeah. always trying to like fit the tag back in. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. And you don't have to go to the store to do this. And you don't have to have that awkward Hey, can you measure my boobs? No, thank you. I don't you. want anyone touching or being that <laughs> close to my boobs unless it's my husband or myself or my baby. Really. Word. <laughs> and right now, Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So 
They are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. And you can go to thirdlove.com slash mommies now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash mommies for 15% off today. You know what I love? Well, besides Taylor Swift, which we all know, I love my cat. And Taylor Swift now has three cats, which we all know from her new music video. And I think that makes us best friends. Because we both love our cats and they're like our children. But you know what I don't love about cats? I don't like cleaning up their litter box, which is actually why I send Evan to do it now. And he loves me even more because I have switched to Arm & Hammer cloud control litter. There's no cloud of like nasties when he scoops up and it's 100% dust free. It's free of heavy perfumes. It helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. You're welcome, Evan. That's new cloud control cat litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. I learned so much from that conversation. There's what? so much about the penis that I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't even know you could break a penis. I had no idea. Yeah, we only scratched the surface too. I hope that women who are dealing with this topic in their lives... I don't know, like understand it more. And I, I mean, gosh, you know, send it, send this to your husbands or boyfriends, like let them know that they're not alone because they're not. This is so common. And like Evan said, such a small percentage of men go into the clinics and it can be helped. Like this is, you can have sex. They can have sex. It's if they would just not be so fearful, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many options out there. They really, they really are. I mean, yeah, that, that's just. And it's not you women. Guess what? I had a boyfriend that didn't touch me for a year and a hundred percent was, I'm, I'm almost positive was because of erectile dysfunction and I thought it was me. Hmm. Yeah. But it wasn't me. That's a very common story. Um, okay. So Evan, at the end of these, uh, podcasts we do a weekly affirmation mm-hmm. do you like affirmations i i crave affirmation <laughs> evan seriously you guys it, evan loves affirmation he yeah. is he is the affirmation king yeah if you could tell him he's great every five seconds he would just he would live in a pool of love and beauty and just swim and swim yeah anyway okay so i found one I think it's important to do one about romance. Yeah. Which was actually Evan's idea. But <laughs> I'm going to keep it as my own. Okay, so this is the one I found for right now. Evan, tell me how this makes you feel. Evan, close your eyes. Okay. I now deserve love, romance, and joy, and all the good that life has to offer me. Wait, keep your eyes closed. Oh. We're going to do it one more time. Okay. I now deserve love, romance, and joy, and all the good life has to offer me. How does that make you feel? Mm, Do you feel it like in your bones? All right, let me do it to you now. Okay. All right. Everyone listening at home, close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. Blow it out. I now deserve love, romance, and joy in all the good that life has to offer me. I totally agree with that. Boom. Yeah, I totally you, agree. You That's one to put on your mirror, I think. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks um, for having me. 
You're welcome. Yeah. I hope <laughs> Thank you for being here. I hope your listenership doesn't go down. <laughs> this is like a very, I mean, maybe this is a controversial episode, but I hope not. Uh, I don't want it to be. I don't either. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Next week, Jade will be back. Nathan will be out. <laughs> Holla. <laughs> Bye. See ya. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.